this week on Yankee and the Brave. Picture this. I'm a bag of dicks. Put me to your list. So the insurance uh, so, instructor or whatever you called him. Adjuster. Assessor. So it's all the same. Whatever. The insurance so terminator. I, I, woke up, I woke up early this morning. To By early, I mean like my usual time. But like early for an off day. Um, hmm. And because I was the insurance adjuster was like, hey, I need you to meet me there in case I have to get into your car. And I was like, okay. And so he calls me. He was like, I'll be there between like nine and 11. And I was like, yeah. okay. So I woke up at nine and I had missed his call by like 10 minutes. And he, I like got close to my apartment and he called me back and he was like, yeah. Um, he was like, honestly, this is one of the most cut and dry, um, totaled situations i've ever seen he was like i don't you i didn't even need you to come he was like this is the worst flood of an apart like a building that i've ever seen <clears throat> i was like yeah. that's good he's like that's you, you might this this might as well be in the dump in a small <laughs> metal cube this car he, he was like he, this is exactly what he said he goes the brakes useless the transmission useless. The engine useless. The car useless. He was like, they're gonna part it out only for the body parts. The rest of it is useless. I was like, sick. Well, uh, for the listeners, what type of car did you have? Ha- did you? 2018 uh, Kia Forte Sport. How high was the water level on this key? The Forte. He said that the water reached the top of the garage like the the ceiling of the garage so your car was completely submerged yes oh my i mean i i sent the picture in the group message but but that was uh, like you could see the top of your of a this is what of some cars i didn't even know if they were yours yeah so i guess that was just at one point that the picture i sent wasn't even of my car because you couldn't get to my car to see it yeah, and it had yeah. moved most of the other cars around the parking garage. They like floated around wow. the parking garage, and then my car had floated into another car. And um, he goes, "I had said lovers, if one would say in, in my in my insurance claim, I was like, yeah, the water was probably like waist deep." And the insurance adjuster on the phone, he goes, "Yeah." You said that the water was waist deep, and he goes, ta- maybe on He goes, Bigfoot. how tall are you, dude? <laughs> no, he goes, maybe on yeah. Bigfoot. I was like, yeah. <laughs> now the My insurance bad, the insurance adjuster's got jokes for you. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was fucking ripping was... on me. I was like, whoa, dude, chill. <laughs> like, is this a bit? Um, so then let's uh, have... let's rewind. I also. I don't I you texted me the other day and you were like, are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. Um, but I I truly also was like I had like a really busy not to spin this back that your destruction of property back <laughs> on me. I had a really busy week, Dunk. Uh, so That's, my texting like, went way like, down. You dick like you didn't even yeah. not even not even being like, hey, are you OK, Duncan? Like just. <laughs> oh. You you lost your car and a lot of personal property. I've just been really sluggish lately. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. Uh, I think it's because of my new uh, diet. 
Um, so less Call of Duty, less texting. Um, so let's catch Jackson and the listeners up with the Dunk- Duncan's life all the way back to the uh, catalyst of all of this. So uh, Saturday night, it was like, and this like happens relatively frequently is like it was torrentially raining and they were like Mm. i kept getting like flash flood warnings and i was like i mean like we get those relatively often so i was like okay like not a huge deal um and then relatively flat over there so like a flash so like rain potentially causes like a causes a flat uh, a flash flood because it's so flat there yeah, and we just get Correct. really heavy rain, like relatively often. Yeah, but it's usually when it rains. Not, like, it fucking rains there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, then we had a fire drill, and I was like, "This is weird." It turns out a sewer main had burst in one of the elevators. So that was another little wrinkle. The sewer main burst in one of the elevators. It hit the elevator control panel and set off the fire alarm because it like had basically shorted it all. Um, so then we were just like standing out there, like, what are we doing here? And so then they finally shut it off, but they couldn't shut the alarm off entirely. So then, um, we get at like 1130, they sent out an email that was like, Hey, you should move your cars. Of course I didn't check my email. So I like the next morning I woke up and it was like, Hey, you should change your car or move your car. And I was like, well, this is entirely too late. I don't know why you thought this was going to be effective whatsoever. Yeah. And then, so I guess overnight we got like, I think it was like five and a half inches of rain. It was an insane amount. Four people died in flash floods. Uh, One gentleman. The Saturday? Yeah. Holy shit. RIP to them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one guy was like, one guy was trying to get out of his car and he got taken away by the water and swept onto a golf course and died. And I was like, well, he was just trying to play nine holes. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you like? Obviously he was like, if I can play in this, he had a couple couple nooners. (laughs) He had a couple nooners and just passed out in a bunker. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, Oh, I should be fine here. There was another. So like the Cumberland river goes right through downtown and there was an apartment mm-hmm. complex that got flooded, like the basement, like we did, except it made the building structurally like not sound. And they yeah. had to come in by boat and pull like 15 people out. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's uh, uh, no bueno. So I wasn't really like following it that closely. I just like the power went out at like 2 a.m. And it was really eerie because the alarms were still going off. So when you went in the hallway, it was just like flashing. And then it was like it was like a it, zombie it was like movie. An, yeah, it was like an insane asylum. I was like, we are living in an insane yeah. asylum. <laughs> and we're in Arkham City right now. I woke up and I went down to get my car. And I was like, I got to the bottom of the stairs. And the water was almost up to the door handle on the door to our garage. And I was like, yeah, I called my boss. Oh, just to get into the garage. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And so that wasn't even in the girl like that. I was like in a stairwell or something. Yeah. 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 And um, I assume that at least part of that was sewage water. So I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get my car today, boss. And uh, they were put on some. Put on some swing trunks and get through there. Yeah. Put on some waders and, <laughs> and go fishing. 
Go fly um, fishing. And so my boss, I had to work that day and I was like, I could call out, but like, what am I going to do? We don't have power. The insurance company was closed. I was like, I'm just going to sit here and stare at a wall. So I might as well go to work. Yeah. And so my boss picked up my route for me and drove my van to me and arrived outside the apartment complex and was like, Hey, like you can come downstairs now. And then I just did my route. And then he drove me. Yeah. It's like, mom picked me up and took me to work. So then Monday, I was like trying to gauge when we'd have power. And I was like, it looks like we're not going to have power. So then I booked a hotel room. I literally, my my method for booking a hotel room was I drove one exit down on the highway. I got off the highway in the first hotel I saw. I walked in. I was like, can I have a room, please? And they yeah. were like, yeah. Um, and then. Like you I were found, a drifter. Yeah. <laughs> the lady looked at my card, my ID. And she goes, are you going to Florida or coming from Florida? And I was like, I live 10 minutes down the street. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Have you not been watching the news, lady? <laughs> kind of in a pickle here. And so then yeah. I found, uh, thankfully, one of my friends is out of town that lives down the hall. And she was like, you can borrow my car until Monday. And I was like, bless the Lord, because I don't know what I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's still going to be a couple of days before I get insurance money. So I'm gonna have to figure that whole fucking shit show out so it's it, the only damage has been your car correct like you're not there's nothing else that's been yeah with. yeah no i mean it was car and stuff that was in it so i'm gonna have to claim all yeah. that through like renters insurance and stuff and it's gonna be a whole any, lot of paperwork uh, and fucking bullshit any like half drink and diet cokes in there you could get reimbursed on <laughs> no but the insurance adjuster he goes yeah, dude, I think I saw some, like, diamonds in your backseat. You probably want to claim those. He was like, there was a bunch of loose cash, too. You should probably claim that. This guy's hilarious. Yeah. I was this like... guy's hilarious. Can he be my insurance guy? <laughs> I was like, are you, stiff. Are, are you fucking, like, uh, advising me to commit insurance fraud? Because I fucking will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's funny. Yeah, but I mean, that's like... That's funny, but like, then well, not funny. It's It stinks, okay. but it's like, I'm pretty sure everything is covered so i should be okay so i mean like <clears throat> that pair of oakley sunglasses that were in my front seat definitely gonna claim those those are 220 did you have your golf did you just say you had your golf clubs in the back yep gonna get new golf clubs gonna claim those nice um yeah can you get an extra nine iron because i need one <laughs> I, I like, smashed I, mine on my bag I, last time. I, I, on the, the last claim, game it's season. like two nine irons. They're like, what? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Suspicious. You definitely get away with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So um, my Saturday was been an adventure. A lot. My Saturday was a lot better than yours. Um, I uh, did a lot of errands and didn't like that. And then I uh, went over to Medford. And uh, basically now, whenever I go over to Medford, I bring my guitar over because at any moment, like Rick could be like, oh, let's go play. Like, come on. Let's go and so we'll go up. And uh, our uh, drummer and his girlfriend or fiance, um, she sings. Uh, we've been getting a g- here and there. Uh, but today, that Saturday was like the the most we'd like played together and r- I get there and we're drinking outside. They had just all played like football or something. And I'm like, mm, no, thanks. Yeah, no, no need pass. for Jackson. <laughs> um, I, and, dude, uh, I, I, 
I, like I just, ran to a house to deliver a package the other day in the rain, and I kind of slipped like a little bit, and my knees were like, "Hey, dude, what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing?" And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. Like, my we're bad. 25, bro." <laughs> no. Um, so I put my guitar in in Medford, and uh, then like everyone comes in, sun's going down. They're like, I started walking upstairs because that's where Rick's room is, where we usually play. And Rick's like, "Oh no, it's on the basement," and I'm like, "Why is it in the basement?" I'm like why is everything in the basement <laughs> and he's like oh yeah it's like more room down there and i'm like what are you getting at and so <laughs> like, I, we go down and this we play a like a couple songs question. no one, it's just us <clears throat> yeah we're just like practicing some songs and whatnot and then like late it's getting later and later at night the celtics played at nine i remember and i'm getting just totaled like i slept over i was getting mangled i was getting uh locked absolutely yeah. locked you were um, absolutely ossified. Absolutely locked. Ossified. And uh, no, I wasn't that bad. But uh, then Celtics won. Oh, um, no, pump, no, fist you pumping, were, And you then were, uh, you were fluted. I was fluted. And I'm fist pumping at the Celtics. And then hour went by. And then Rick looked at me. He's like, oh, like, let's go like practice like, a couple more. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to play the guitar. <laughs> um, and we go down. And none other than reoccurring guest RJ is already down there, I think, and is just completely enthralled uh, with what we're doing. We play our we play a, a stroke song. You only live once. Um, great tune. Um, and then he, we finish. He claps. He runs upstairs and then everyone else in the party came down and we had like a show, basically like a little me and Dickie were show. talking. And we were like, how yeah. funny would it have been if it was just like, you, like no one else was there and it was just like you guys and then like Ben, Turbs, RJ, and Gus were just like, yeah, dude, this is great. Like Pat's just that, like that, getting really into it. Honestly, like that's what they're going to start doing now. Like Ben's like, like I went over yesterday and Ben was like, yo, dude, that was so sick last night. And I got, oh, the other day I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm pumped and everything. Like, uh, but I was just not expecting like to have a fucking show. And uh there was like probably like 20 not 20 maybe like 15 people in the basement it was fun um and through some really good our really good song is uh man in the box by allison chains like i'm the man in the box um and uh we're just going back for i have a couple videos i'll probably like i can send you like one of them because it's just like it's an absolute basement show like rick is like set the mood with like these the the hue light bulbs that yeah. change different colors so it was like a deep purple light over us and like the it was it was really it was funny um we were honestly me and rick and tim now that our drummer are always on the same wavelength someone yelled out smells like teen spirit and we just played it had never practiced before and we just fucking did it because like everyone knew it and we were like all right fuck it whatever and it worked and we played the fucking song and people lost their minds um but uh this band's coming along we don't have a name yet i keep calling it front i keep calling the band front teeth because i feel like that that's a pretty sick band name just front teeth we'll start brainstorming band names yeah um i had a good one the other day like we're we're like the trolling stone like house band um yeah that we'd just be like the the TS TS band or something. I don't even know. 
but it was that was a good time and um while that was happening and i was uh getting drunk and playing music um you were in a state of utter shock um and devastation that so. was the wildest part was I, it, I didn't even like realize it until the next morning so the next morning it was like sunny and like fine and then i was like oh my god yeah. my car is gone yeah my She's car like, well, is dead i have no no mode of transportation currently rest um, in peace to my car that sucks um to oh uh another in other news yesterday i made a quite the uh the non-purchase i signed up for an amazon audible books um trial which i will cancel probably by tomorrow um to buy dr disrespect's memoir <laughs> on audiobook it is enthralling <laughs> um to say the least it's gibberish absolute like he there's like a like 13 chapters and like half of them are like 30 minutes long like a like a good chapter and then some are only a minute long where like chapter two he goes we're about to break the world record uh for the most number of people saying the doctor disrespect copywritten battle cry of yeah 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 for a minute and 30 seconds and he's like the world record is no one and we're gonna set it right now <laughs> and then he goes so on the count of three everyone listening to the audiobook and fucking reading the book probably because it's written on the page like i saw a page as he's writing it literally this out he goes on the count of three one two three yeah 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 and then he does it fucking yeah 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 for a minute and a half in the audiobook <laughs> and he goes i don't think we did it but uh he goes thanks to everyone but then there's other time it's not i was truly thinking it would be like him talking and describing like his actual life no it's like i exist on multiple dimensions <laughs> and my first <laughs> my first experience playing a video game was in like a cd pinball arena and then this little grimy guy with a paper thin mustache taught me how to play mortal Kombat too which probably did happen but it's like over exaggerated and it's like it's yeah it's him in character for six and a half hours <laughs> and i'm like two hours in of him being is completely in character he talks about how like he's like uh how to like the bulletproof mullet like how to maintain it and you need like he's like he goes you just need a good conditioner and lamb's blood and there's just all this like bullshit he gets into and it's i was like okay at some point he has to like be genuine and i don't think he will i'm two yeah. hours into a six and a half hour audiobook but it's it's very funny it's it's just like a podcast obviously but uh that was a good zero dollar spent because again the trial is going away tomorrow i still pay 16 dollars a month for my audible subscription and i have like seven or eight credits built up and i'm just like i don't know i've really fallen off the audio yeah that was train. the thing i was looking at it and i was looking at it and it's like you have zero credits but obviously i bought the disrespect memoir that i'm i now had one um but yeah i don't i don't read i don't care about books the teacher I, I went I through a phase but i'm off it <clears throat> trying to get back on it instead yeah. i've been listening to uh macro dosing the conspiracy theory podcast and um 
How's that been? Yesterday's episode was about people who we think are guilty, but could actually be innocent. The first one, Michael Jackson. There's yeah. A lot, a lot of evidence that says that he had nothing to do with touching kids at all. And that that's just like a basically like a <clears throat> media narrative that has just played out through many decades now. Go on. Basically, <clears throat> why why would the media go like, you know what? That Michael Jackson, king of pop, he's getting too high for his britches. Let's make a pedophilia scandal. Why would no, the media do that? So it, it wasn't that the media did it. It was that the media perpetuated it because that there were oh. cases because parents of these kids were trying to bring lawsuits against him in order to get money out of him. And then it became a media story. And they, were fake and lawsuits. The, they were not, I wouldn't say fake, but they weren't substantiated in a whole lot of. Yeah, not a lot of evidence, but the media. Per, yeah, like then just said, perpetuated because he was yeah. such a superstar, the media took it and kept pushing yeah. that because it was a story. And then it just and on top of it, there's narrative. It doesn't help that his. Like childhood. He does have had childhood trauma and all this stuff because his father worked him and his siblings to the bone. All the siblings have some sort of like abusive or like traumatic PTSD. And it's like, again, this is definitely the media, like, you know, connecting dots and everything, but that his dad never let his kids have a normal childhood. So Michael already probably born with some sort of, you know, like issue, like, you know, mindset um, became like hyper focused on like childhood and yeah. children because he never got to have a child. I think Dave Chappelle has like a joke on that or something that it's just like, like, I didn't want I like, like, I don't want to suck your dick. He's like, I just want to play with blocks because that's what I want to do. Like he was like yeah. truly like a child at the end. He was just stuck in like that. Like he never got to mature through that phase. So then he was exactly, like yeah. stuck his whole life fascinated by that. And yeah. the other thing people brought up was like, he was like such a he nice He was socially dude. stunted. He was such a nice guy mm. and he was very generous to like everyone. <clears throat> and then yeah. also he like, they were like making the point that kids were the only people who didn't want anything from him. Like everyone in his life wanted something from him, but a six year old kid is like, I just want to have fun. Like, I just want to play with toys and like do weird shit. Yeah, exactly. And he enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other guilty, non guilty people that was showing someone's talks about Michael Jackson. OJ Simpson. (laughs) Okay. So, Go on. He has a son named Jason Simpson mm-hmm. who had a... Um... Oh, I, was, I thought it was going to be Bart. <laughs> no. Hey, man. He has, he has like a... Um... Don't have a cow, man. I forget what the... It's like... Uh... Oh, what's the phrase? It's like an anger uh, syndrome, like an anger affliction where he like all of a sudden like see, like goes red and sees rage. And like he had yeah aggressive behavior like yeah it was like yeah, yeah, yeah and, something yeah. like that and so he um he had combat knife training hand to hand combat knife training 
the son. He had, yeah. He had threatened his boss and his girlfriend with a knife. His hat was found at the scene of the crime. And he had smaller hands than OJ's, which would have fit into the, the infamous gloves. And on top of that, it would have explained the partial DNA left at the scene of the crime. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And then to top it off. And how old was he? Hold on. How old was he in what? Like 94 or whatever. He was like OJ. 20 something. It was, it was from OJ's oh, okay. first, first marriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the other thing is he was his alibi at the time was that he was at work and his job had like the corn maze, like punch cards where it was like stamped. I thought you were saying he works at a corn maze. And I was no, like, that would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it had like the stamped punch cards and um, his was handwritten from that night. Ooh. And then what better way to distract people from the truth from investigating Jason Simpson, giving him some time to get away, then leading a very long nationally televised car chase in a white Bronco going the speed limit. Yeah. So you think that, um, what is it? It was his brother TC and OJ like are, were covering for Jason. Like they kind of figured out that. And then and they, OJ they like, knew that career. they could hire they knew they could hire like uh what did they hire Johnny Cochran and Rob Kardashian? Yeah. And yeah. they knew they could hire them and they could get away with it because it wasn't actually them and thereby cover up for Jason. Yeah. <clears throat> I like oh, I may have to listen to this episode. I like this. Fucking good. Was there any any more? One more? There was another one that was about like some nobody. It was from a oh. big T and they were all just like, shut up. This is terrible. It was about yeah. like a real, that's interesting. Who, like was a huge yeah. asshole and like his wife disappeared while they were out fishing. And then there was a bunch of circumstantial evidence that it wasn't him, but then yeah. they convicted him. Well, then there's the making the murderer guy where it's like, yeah, was he innocent or not? And then like uh, adding in the, like the, 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 the nephew that, had like a, an intellectual disability like should he be involved in it too so but i i think that guy definitely fucking did it steve like steve like Irwin or whatever his name was i know that was crocodile dundee that was, was your uncle wasn't it <clears throat> your great uncle no steve well steve Irwin is not my great uncle um <clears throat> but potentially sure? could... <clears throat> everyone was i don't know i still got a my 23 and me hasn't come back yet. Okay. Um, want to talk about a tiny bit of music? Cause there's only yeah. a tiny bit. Yes. Or we can I get wanna... into like one, one main thing that I talk about. Yes. I want to start out with, oh, well, I actually, we have a decent amount of music we can talk about. I can't use my phone to look at music uh, because it's being used as a wireless hotspot right now. I mean, I can, but I just don't want to fuck up the internet. Um, yeah. So, I mean, right off the bat, Lil Nas X broke the internet. That dude has yeah. Let's talk about Lil Nas. Yeah, the algorithms of the internet and is just fucking whipping his dick all yeah. over. <clears throat> yes, he truly. Yeah, he he's like he knows exactly what he's doing too. There's so many like Twitter, like people uh, like Christian Karen mom. Like 
I can't believe the the thing that they're angry about is not that Nas X is like a gay man, uh, like parading around in this very scant, like this very risque video. But it's the fact that Lil Nas X is uh, assuming and characterizing Satan as gay. <laughs> That's what people yeah. are upset about. That They're they are like, characterizing Satan as gay. Yeah, also, exactly. The story like, I know my been, Satan is hetero. The, the story that's kind of been buried is that his shoe release, 666 shoes he released at $1,000 a pop. They sold out within like a minute. That's $666,000 that he I just made. See, I, I didn't even know that that mm-hmm. was happening. So he did like a collab with an art house where he like, you know how they like redo Nikes? Like they'll do yeah. like aftermarket Nikes. He did a bunch of aftermarket Nikes with like a bunch of pentagrams. And then allegedly they're the ones with like the, they're um, like Air Maxes with the bubble. Yeah. And allegedly there's a drop of human blood in every bubble. Yeah. And so he released those and then he released that video like right afterwards. Yeah. And it was just like, boom, fucking straight to the moon. It's him and Kim K have broken the internet for both very sexualized uh, imagery. Yeah. 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 There you go. Congrats <clears throat> to Lil Nas X. We know you're listening. Um, the vi- but also I've a pretty, so pretty good shit. song. Yeah, I liked it. Um, the Twitter comments of like the Karens going like, oh, my, my kid has to see this. And then him retweeting it and being like, shut up, bitch, like (laughs) not giving a shit. And then also the other people who are like making their own memes off of it. I've seen a TikTok where it's a guy just like obviously he's dressed up or anything, but they have like the labels on. Here's a verbal meme. And it's like Hitler and then like Jeffrey Dahmer. And they're both in a hell and they're like playing cards. And then you hear the music just like like go up in volume crescendo and then just go like back down and the Hitler looks up and goes and follows because there's a scene where Lil Nas X is falling down into hell and it's as if Hitler and Jeffrey Dahmer are playing cards watching him <laughs> fall down to hell and just go got any like like I got two aces or something like that it's so fucking funny the other it's thing such was a good did you TikTok. see that him and gun girl got into it a little bit yeah and then yeah, he just said was... to Gun Girl that he fucked her dad, which yes, is just exactly. such a yeah. Ben Nelk move. Like that is dad. the original Ben Nelk move. Lil Nas X and Salty Mane cut from the same cloth. Absolutely. He's just like a total, like, his whole thing isn't based off of trolling. He has talent. He's great. Like, he's really good at doing what he does as a rapper, songwriter a visionary with like the like making this video and knowing what it is but his very close second career is being an internet troll yeah, like yeah. it's unbelievable he's just like on it and everything like, like, there, like he has he has there's he's only playing hits right now yeah. on on the on twitter him and tank sinatra went to the same like school of memes yeah exactly god no it's been so funny that yeah the fucking i fucked your dad and everything um Shit, I had another uh, idea about Lil Nas X. Uh, that's all I got. 
That was a just good he's point. really good at he's he's really good at the internet. Um, yeah, and everyone's making some funny shit. Oh, that was the other thing. I've seen some that it's like, you know, uh, twenty twenty one uh, white people are upset about Lil Nas X, while in two thousand eight I had to watch this shit, and it's the Katy Perry, uh, the fucking the California Dreams or whatever, where she's got the yep. whipped cream cans yep. on her tits and yep. everything. It's just like people are mad at that fucking. 11 years ago, Katy Perry was doing that shit. Yeah. Was laying is, naked on a cloud, on a cloud of cotton candy with blue hair. Frankly, way more offensive than anything Lil Nas X has done so far. Mm, yeah. I mean, both gave me a boner, so. I wondered, what, do, you, do we think the devil gives good dick? Do you think he's got a good dick game? If we know anything about Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny, the devil did say he was going to make Kyle gas gargle mayonnaise, meaning his G's. Um, does devil have a uh, good dick? No. Does he have a good head game or dick game? Either one. Both. Gotta be. Gotta be both. I mean, he Satan is a, a being of like squalor. I was going to say fluid sexuality, but yeah, that too. Yeah. I think he he's just it's just it's it's all hands and hooves and mouths and holes. It's just yeah, that's, that's what it's kind of like that's a, what hell is. And he's the master of all of it. It's like a, a play it as it lies situation. You know, you just kind of take it as it comes. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, he may, maybe there's moods, the many moods of Satan. And he's just like today. It's, it's in me tomorrow. Yeah. It's in you. <laughs> that would be funny. Like. Do you think he fucks people in hell? Like, is that how he is that how he? Well, I don't think he can leave hell, can he? I don't think so. But I mean, there's been many instances in like pop culture and stuff of Satan being among us. Yeah. I mean, you remember Joan Rivers? I mean, that was, I think, as close as we got to seeing Satan in real life. Yeah. But I mean, like, I'm just picturing like Satan just absolutely ragdolling Hitler. Yeah, I mean, he's probably got a couple feet on Hitler just in height. I think I. I don't know, Satan, I think Satan could be anywhere between five two and eight, seven. OK, yeah, he'd be great. I, I, mean, I, I think I'm going to let he would be a full NBA team. Yeah. If have you ever seen could, the, if the movie could, Little Nick? If he could adjust his height, he would. He would just like he's like five two. He starts off the tip off at eight seven and just wins yeah. it easily, and then goes back to five two and becomes a point guard. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Little Dicky, Little Nicky rather, Little Nicky? No. I think I've talked about this on the podcast. I watched it like right before the podcast. It's a horrible, horrible movie, but it has maybe one of my favorite. Um, like depictions of hell where it's like you see like all the people coming through the portal of, of, of hell. And it's just immediate, like, uh, like pain and suffering The uh, Kevin Nealon, um, I'm trying to picture Do you know, Kevin Nealon is, he's an, yeah. like a older comedian, and everything SNL. Um, he immediately is like taken taken by this big, like, like hell centaur. And just like fucked and that's like the running bit of the movie is that he's like turns like gay because the centaur has been like fucking him 
and he's like totally into it. They the Satan puts boobs on his head, and so like the the t- centaur is like all for Kevin Nealon with tits on his head, and he's just like the centaur's little like plaything. It's a good bit. It's just I am I imagine a centaur has to have a great dick game. Yeah. So this is the, this is the age old question of if if dogs wore pants, how would they wear them? If a centaur had a dick, where would it be? Right It'd be exactly like we're talking like a Mr. Hands situation, I think. Yeah, it would be in the back, right? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I, that would plus like especially in hell, you just want the full emasculation. Yeah, exactly. Um, in other news, <laughs> uh, um, Brockhampton released a great fucking song with Danny Brown called Buzz <laughs> yeah. Cut. Yeah. We were listening to it on Saturday. It's awesome. It's a good just it's a it's <clears throat> age old Brockhampton. Like, I think this is a lot of like uh, Saturnation one compared to Saturnation three. Like this is like very simplistic beat. But like amazing lyrics and like yeah, the trade-offs too between Kevin Ashtrack, Danny Brown, even uh the other guy like Namir is in there too. I think I can't remember the Brockhampton guy that's names, but it's a great song. Um, yeah, Kevin Abstract went on a long tweeting binge last night, and he was saying really? to expect two albums from Brockhampton in 2021. They will be their last albums as a group. Ooh, rest shit. in peace um and then i guess they have another single either dropping today or tomorrow oh shit i would assume friday That's yeah i would assume so too but for some reason i thought that the tweet said tomorrow but he said it's going to be very different from the one from Buzzcut, but it's going to yeah. showcase like the other side of the album oh nice um Speaking of like the other side of things, I Russ dropped a song, a single on f- last Friday. Um, bankrupt, real slick, very like moody, crooning vocals. It's, it's slower, it's real good. It's not like trap beats or anything. It's like a little bit of like mix of like old school and hip hop and RB. Uh, it's nice. Go listen to it. Russ, I still bankrupt. can't decide whether I like Russ. He's hit or miss for me. Um, I'm not always going to go look it out, but like on the, a week like this where I was like, I'm not, lo- I'm not finding a lot of music. Like the biggest find was that the Brockhampton. Um, yeah. I was like, I'll give this one, this Russ one a, a listen. And I'm like, Oh, it's just a single. I don't have to invest time in listening to the entire album. And it was good. I enjoyed it. I was thinking, so I was just listening to <clears throat> my usual random shit. Um, and I was thinking how many problematic lyrics there are. It was kind of spurred by our discussion of uh, Jewish stereotypes last week. And yeah, in uh, Bad Meets Evil, Eminem and Royce to 5'9". Yeah. M goes, we hit the trees till we look like Vietnamese people. That wouldn't fly these days. No. No. No bueno. That is, whoa. Yeah, that's a, I, even that's I was like, tough, "Whoa, that's some tough shit." Stop Asian hate, you know? Exactly. Um, IDK dropped just like Martin. All right, I think he's coming out with an album too soon. IDK Jeffrey. IDK. Yes. Um, and one for you, Dunk. Paul McCartney 
dropped a single. I don't know out of where. My he boy. just dropped an album late 2020 with with Beck. Ooh, Paul McCartney and Beck. Check that out. Find my way back. Pretty good. I'm way good. We yeah. could do a whole. That's what I got for music. That's all I got. We could do a whole episode just breaking down Beck's discography. Yeah, breaking down his discography and his lyrics. So and his just fucking I fucking love like his early stuff. I still love. What is that album? Mellow Yellow. It has uh, Loser on it. Mellow Yellow. There's another one on there. Beer Can. Beer Can is so fucking good. I didn't uh, love that album just because it's a little bit slower, but that's why I like that. That's what I associate back with is that like 90s, like we're the yin and yang. Losery vibe. Yeah. But I I loved his, obviously his other stuff. You've turned me on to some, some good stuff like, uh, uh, I can't remember, but more of his like hip hop kind of things where it's at um, two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, two turntables and microphone. There's another one. Oh, uh, Hollywood Freaks. Celebrities or something. Hollywood Freaks. Yeah, Hollywood Freaks. I like that one, too. Hollywood Freaks on a um, Hollywood scene. I have nothing. Oh, yeah, nothing much before we get into, like, uh, this comedy draft slash I want to wrap up with that photo I sent you. Yes. Yes. I looked at it. I, lo- I I've have, looked at it every hour on the hour just to laugh again. I've I have two thoughts that I have written. Yes. Down. The first is letting a bald person cut your hair is like letting someone with a bad tattoo give you a tattoo. Are you coming directly at Rocco? No, I don't even know Rocco. I've never got my hair cut by Rocco. Oh, that's right. You're not right. You went across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you have the place that your mom, your mom's friend and everything. But I was wow. just like, I you was thinking like, it's very clear. Like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I know that you didn't do that to yourself, but I'm still, you're doing something to me. And therefore I'm, I would like this to be a little more put together. Yeah. I, I less that now I will now. I get my I've been getting my hair cut the past year living in Smellrose by men my entire life besides the little um, when when Rocco was at Karen's um, I've never got my hair cut by a guy neither Rocco maybe like early either time in my life it's just been like the and only women worked at uh, Karen's and there was one guy Dave pinky ring my brother always got stuck with him an older guy and it was just like yeah like we're not gonna pay dave but he can still cut hair because he's like retired and wants to um i would be like i'm all set dave like i'm going to fucking i'll go to lisa or whatever but for like the longest time in like from like middle school all the way until i moved to melrose um i was getting my hair cut exclusively women go to this place called barber's den they got a bunch of places one in melrose um they do some good shit Obviously, I assume it's because they have their own male hair and they know how to cut it. Um, but I think I I know this is a weird question. It's You would never ask this, but it's like I would rather figure out, OK, like. How long have you been cutting hair compared to if you are bald? I kind of don't care about that. Yeah. So I 
I don't actually care about it, but it's like when you it's walk a, yeah. in and you see it, there's like a like there's a disconnect in your brain that makes you sort of like short out for a second. And yeah. you're like, yep. you have a lot of second thoughts about it. See, if it was a bad haircut that the guy's got and he's cutting my hair, see, there's where you can go wrong because they yeah. can't. They, they're the Pablo Picasso of of cutting hair, but they just got male pattern baldness and they can't yeah. help that. Yeah, their 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 grandfather on their mom's side happens to be a cue ball, so they're gonna be a cue ball. So it's like you can't help that. I will say when they though, had I, hair, I, I get think, when they had hair. I bet it looked amazing. I think across the board, this is a generalization. It's what we call a stereotype. Yes. I think I've gotten better haircuts from women than I have from men. If I go by like averages across my mm. lifetime, I think the bet. The best haircut I've ever gotten was from a, a woman. They, I, I think, so here's my theory. Is my theory is that women understand how to deal with more different types of hair, whereas men understand how to do, like, men haircuts. Yeah. Because the other thing is a man is never going to cut a woman's hair. No. But, uh, I mean, unless you're, like, a stylist and you do that. But if you're just, like, a regular barber... Usually, a man is yeah. only going to cut men's hair, but women cut both. Can yes, uh, are more likely to. Have you ever seen a woman go into a barber shop? Yeah, I have. Yeah, in 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 Georgetown, a woman was like already in the chair when I walked in. I did, I did a double take, and it was like 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 a, it was it wasn't like a a girl. Where it wasn't like uh, I don't know, like someone getting kind of a woman getting like you know a, a, a shorter, butchier haircut. It was like a mom, and they were like doing like they did the shampoo in the back. They brought her around, and I was like, "Is this the first time? This is are we? Is this recorded history right now?" <laughs> There's like a guy, a man on the front, like like de- window decal, getting his haircut in Karen's barbershop, and this woman goes, "I'm going to Karen's." Yeah, I I think I'm I've seen a different sort of um, style of woman in a barbershop. Yeah, no, this was like they were. It was like she she was she wasn't get looking to get dyed, but it was like she was like, "Yo, can you hook me up with that clean fade?" Oh, yours, the one you you're talking about. No, I'm talking like she was like, "Can you just get rid of the split ends?" And take it up a tiny bit while I while the while the uh, older gentleman next to her is getting a high and tight. And I'm like, I'll take the undercut again, please. <laughs> and this woman's just like just just gently like the bangs a tiny bit, the dead ends, just take them out. She was like, I'm looking to get some color. And she's like, this is a barbershop lady. <laughs> we don't, this is the first time anyone's ever asked us this. We don't yeah. know what this means. If this was the 1980s, these two guys would be smoking cigarettes right now in the barber chair. <laughs> So um, just a quick aside, uh, No Country for Old Men just wrapped up, dude, the ending of the movie. Like when they when they beat Thanos, dude, such a good ending. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> that's Har- Javier Bardem. Uh, here, um, will Javier. we ever see time travel? Hold on. Here's my Javier Bardem uh, uh, impression. How much have you ever lost on a coin toss? And then the, the guy goes, excuse me? How much 
have you ever lost on a coin toss? That's a good about Javier Bardem. That whatever that guy's fucking name was. How much have you ever lost on a coin toss? His mouth doesn't move that much, but that's how he fuck. He talks like he's got peanut butter in his mouth. <laughs> he just ate a mouthful of Jello, and he's like, "Yeah, exactly. I gotta work around this." <laughs> he's really he's he's been sucking the milkshake out of the straw like really really hard. Um, do you think time travel is going to happen ever? I in our lifetime, do you think we will ever see something that mirrors time travel? Because if we have, here's what made me think of it. The twin, the twin paradox suggests that We're time travel is possible. I already forgot the twin paradox. That if you if you have one twin traveling at the speed of light, Twabbling. and one twin, twin oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> one twin, <He's> <laughs> one one twin traveling. Where is Waja Wabbit? Mawit! Um, <laughs> we are gathered here today. Um, one twin is traveling at the speed of light, and the other twin is on Earth. The twin traveling at the speed of light is going to age slower than the twin on Earth. So in theory, I could go up at the speed of light and come back down on Earth, and 40 years would have passed. And there's mathematical yeah. equations to figure out when I'd come back. Yeah, but I mean, te- that technically suggests yeah. that there is a way to reverse that. We just haven't found what the catalyst out, is, yeah. like what the causation is to make the yeah. time go backwards. Because we can make time speed up because of the theory of relativity. Yeah. How do we? Is it you just fly the opposite? way yeah you go you go superman and you you stop the earth's rotation and make a turn backwards okay. that was in superman 2 yeah, yeah. um lebron james does technically yes on crack technically <laughs> uh time travel does exist because when you travel say it's a sunday and you are in santa clara california you're leaving from lax on a sunday traveling westbound to Australia, you will cross the 180, uh, uh, the basically the opposite of the prime meridian in the Pacific Ocean, and you will go from Sunday, say, 5 o'clock, and you will cross that, and it is now Monday. No, yes, Monday, 5 o'clock. Yeah, so you so go forward explaining. in time and you cross that. If I drive to Chattanooga right now, I'm switching time zones. Therefore, I will time travel. Yes, exactly. So that does exist. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I'm saying in a more scientific and like the theory of relativity, mathematical kind of machinery thing. The other thing is like, so here's my other question. Is like, if you just kept me on Earth but I was traveling at the speed of light, would I still yeah. age at a different rate? Does it have to do with atmospheric things too? Probably. We're getting deep into physics on this podcast. Now. I know. And I'm not equipped to do that. Um, I, I have two things. Uh, in, I don't think I, we will ever see 
there's a potential we could see time travel in my lifetime. You're definitely going to die 20, 30 years before me. So definitely not in your time. You your said time. the opposite two podcasts ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, times change, baby. <laughs> you almost got killed by some sort of flash floods. I can't trust you anymore. I got to start baby. You, you got to I'm going to buy you some baby gates or whatever. So you don't get lost in the sewage water. Fuck. Um, other thing. I uh, could have I know it's Marvel and I know like they try to like explain a little bit. I still don't understand how Ant-Man goes back in time just by shrinking. How is that anything to do with time that he shrinks to such a small molecular level that he then goes back in time? Isn't it because this plays into the theory of relativity and physics? Isn't it because when you are smaller, it affects how fast you're going relative to other things? So, like, if a molecule moves just a little bit, it goes, like, like astronomically faster than if it were a larger size thing because of, like, relativity. I just guess in... I just guess in my pea-sized brain, in our reality, there are constants that don't change. In our, in my reality right now, time does not change. Time is constant. Correct. So, yeah, size could alter that reality. I think so. And if I shrunk down to uh, smaller than an atom, time is no longer constant. Because also think about like how fast electrons move. I'm pretty sure but electrons move like at the speed of light. So, yes, they're moving at the speed of light. However, when we track the speed of light, it's still like, oh, yeah, it took like the fucking sun 0.2 seconds to get here. That's still a, a constant time. It's just as fucking fast. It's not like we're. Yeah, you're breaking like my saying, brain right now. I think your <laughs> your stupidity is I'm confused now. You've put my brain in a pretzel. I was I understand along with physics this. and everything. I'm not, I'm keeping I'm keeping physics, which is very necessary to have this conversation. I'm removing physics from it. Okay. So therefore, okay. whatever okay, cool. I say is now in So yeah, so I think that I think it's not in like a reality thing. I think it's just in the Marvel universe. If you shrink down yeah. to a molecular size, yeah. you can just like time is just like boop boop boop. Yeah. Also, isn't there that big ass fucking machine thing? That Doesn't that uses, play a huge part of it? Well, th because that ran off of Ant Man's goo or whatever he had. Oh yeah, his a little mayo. I think, <laughs> yeah, his mayonnaise, his ant jizz. <laughs> um, uh, it was just a bunch of ants like like running back. Words in the machine. Just, That's what it actually was. I've already decided the title of this episode is going to be Ant Man's goo. <laughs> <laughs> Ant-Man's goo um, That machine was running off of The th shit that made Ant-Man go small But again I know they talk about it In the fucking movie but I'm like Yeah I gotta, I gotta rewatch because it, Endgame because I've still only seen it once Oh yeah I've, it's on fucking t It was on TV the other day I don't have um, real TV I, I think the second one, I'm cutting the cord when I move to uh, my new place, too. I think the Similar. second one goes in and explains a little bit more because it's like old it, uh, Michael Douglas's uh, 
wife was stuck in the the quantum realm and she aged a tiny bit slower or no, she no, no, no. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. She was in this reality where she aged normally, but to her, it felt like 300 years or something. And she was only in there for 30. So here's another thing where now time is slowing down. But you, the person, your molecules age at a normal rate, but you, your brain is feeling like it's forever. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's rewatch in uh endgame and then i'll revisit this topic next week i know i think you have to to for to i think it's ant-man 2 you got to to get the full i think that's when they explain it yeah but doesn't endgame do they all go back in time and I think yeah but they all go back in time but they don't explain they're uh paul rudd is just like hey hey my aunt i Coop, have a bunch my, of time on my hands i'll watch both how about that yeah he Paul Rudd comes and goes like my Anku can make us go back in time and they're like we got <laughs> sounds good <laughs> sounds good actor from the forty year old virgin <laughs> sounds good Brian Fantano <laughs> um, okay last um, thought before we move on to what you want when does the bit become reality. Ooh. The bit becomes reality when I start adding and acting out the bit in like my normal day life. Like I said, dink and flick it to a kid the other day. <laughs> the dink and flick a bit is now reality. Or if you were, I don't know, to start like using uh, that like terms like bumble clot. Mm. Is this, are we, uh, are, is Chet Hanks going to be our new white whale? Yeah, I think it might be. Can we get because Chet Hanks I on the- have fallen. Is, do you think he, do you think this shit that he's doing is a bit? That's the question. Do you think the shit I he's doing know. is a bit? No. I think No, no, no. That- no. This is for 100% not a bit. He's fucking weird. He's Tom Cruise weird. I understand. He's grown but up in the limelight is- of his dad being My question is mm-hmm. Do you think this started as a bit and then it just became his reality? I don't think so. Really? You think he's I think he's this fucking weird. I think he tried I think his his dad, Tom Hanks, is a badass, but is so white miltose and boring probably in real life that he's like, I need to rebel against this. What should I do as a fifth grader we took a trip to jamaica and i loved it down there so let me just try to embody all of that vacation because i am i have i have gotten in the past week since we last recorded i am so in love with chet hanks it's not even funny it's he fascinates me i i i'm definitely laughing at him not with him though yeah, but also I'm like, dude, he the other day he just like he was out partying with Glenny Balls the other night. Yeah, I saw that. Like his white, white boy summer tour. And so like the night before he released the white boy summer video, he was out with Glenny Balls. Like that's fucking oh, awesome. Glenny was definitely in his ear, like it's gonna be a white boy summer chat, and he's just like boop. <laughs> 
<laughs> Somebody was like, what if instead of white boy summer, we have Italian boy summer and we do white uh, wife beaters, wife beaters, gold chains, deli meats, and a little bit of light insurance fraud. <laughs> and waste management. <laughs> waste management. In quotations. No, I I think Chet Hanks is is uh is uh you know a stone's throw away from what is ha- what happened with Michael Jackson. He has some sort of childhood like maybe not trauma because I guarantee he lived a great life. Dysmorphia. Yeah, like he's like I don't want to be like my dad. And on top of it, uh, Tom Hanks's kid is also very much just Tom Hanks. Yeah. And like, so Jet is just like the middle. He could potentially be the middle child. That's just like, he's like I'm the black not fucking with any family. Yeah. He's like, I'm not fucking with any of you. Instead of playing in sandboxes as a kid, he was in like an Olympic sized swimming pool with his nanny and like a personal chef. No, he was like indoors, like being like, I fucking love Wu-Tang. And, <laughs> and Tom Hanks is just like, like I could allow you to meet Wu Tang. He's like, Dad, you don't get it. It's not a phase. It's not a phase, Bomboclot. He just like there had to have been something because it's not like you just take the big step from being Tom Hanks's boring white son to Jamaican culture. He had to like gradually get there. He probably really liked hip hop, well, so and then that's... he started like like he took a vacation to Jamaica. He was on the set of Castaway with Tom Hanks or something. And there was like, I don't know. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, I guess like, what if this started as like, he picked up some Jamaican slang and he started doing this like bit where he just like talked Jamaican for a little while. And all his friends were like, yo, that's fucking hilarious. And then it just kept going and snowballing and snowballing. And then all of a sudden it's just part of his personality now. I don't think it was ever like I'm doing this to try to be funny. I think he truly wanted to be ingratiated with that culture. Like he was like, I'm doing it. He has to have some recognition that people think that this is funny. I think that people are laughing at him. He definitely. I don't know. Some of the videos are like so. Like, it's not like he I don't think he goes into those videos and is like, all right, I have like a script or I'm going to say this. I need to make sure I hit this point. I truly think he gets in his car and then shoots it off the cuff, which tells me that it's not a bit. (laughs) That it is truly him. None of it seems like planned out or scripted. Like, it's truly (sighs) like because there are big pauses in it where he's like looking out the window and like, oh, yeah. And then he like gets back like he, he like there's no like if he had a script and it was a bit he would it would be the videos would be a lot shorter he wouldn't be taking pauses he would know exactly what he's saying I truly think he's he's he he for a long time has tried to be the way that he is moral of the story I love Chet Hanks I, I like I said I'm, New White I'm laughing at I'm I'm laughing at him not with him. If we get him on the podcast, we're asking him if it's a bit or not. Yeah. Chet, we know you're listening. Is this a bit? Asking for a friend. Call me. Um, do you want to do something that I found on Instagram uh, that uh, is a comedy draft? Where <laughs> yes, we, I do. 
we get five uh five categories and we pick one uh funny person uh someone in someone involved in comedy um and we kind of compare and contrast um these these lists that we've made okay yeah do you want to break so the categories the five first I don't know. That's maybe taken from them because I probably probably talked about it on their podcast. I just so the categories are a comedic actor, a comedic actress, a stand up comedian, a prankster, and then an underrated person that is uh, that you believe to be funny. And I, I believe that they were like trying to I pictured this making this as like. Not just like who do I think is the funniest, but the ones that if it were an ensemble cast in a movie would be like good together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I that's what <laughs> I did. I was thinking like running through, and 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 that's like they would all be in some sort of like Judd Apatow movie, and it would be very funny. So uh, again, those categories: actor, actress, stand-up, prankster, and underrated. Do you want me to start with my first one, my my actor? Yeah. So for this draft, this like again, I'm treating I treated this like it's a I'm I'm directing a movie, I'm casting a movie, like a Judd Apatow movie. Um, my actor, my leading male, Glenn Howarden. Oh, incredible! I know, awesome. Like I just didn't even, like I wasn't around. even thinking TV shows, and you've just mm. put me in a in a tailspin. Because I think Glenn would be awesome in a movie if he's not been in one already. Dennis, obviously, he's amazing in AP Bio. We've talked about AP really Bio good. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's in, he's like a side character in another thing. And he's just like, he's very funny as well. But Glenn Howard is, he's an amazing straight man. I, if um, Jim from The Office was a little bit more like uh, cynical. Deranged. I think Glenn Howard in deranged like this little there's like an edge to him glenn howard would be perfectly in that because a lot of times glenn uh dennis's best in always sunny is him just being the straight man and being like that's stupid you bitch and then he gets to the the crazy part but he's usually a straight man and he's amazing like funny straight man sometimes okay do you have Um, an actor No, I'm gonna draft a different category than you because I'm still yeah, go for it. I'm still cooking. Yeah, I think my prankster, mm. Zach Galifianakis. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's Bang. one that also wasn't on that list either. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis. Because the other on my head, thing don't is, call me a pee head. The other thing is he can do. He can wear different hats. Yeah, like he would I'm, be a great if this were a movie as a prankster, but he can be really anything on that list. If this were the movie, he would it could be like a like a two or three like scene cameo where it's like or even like just a, like a he just pops out a storyline. It could be yeah, a split, so split storyline story would be good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I like Zach Galifianakis. Um, my actress, who I think would co-star this this movie, a great side piece with Glenn, Maya Rudolph. Ooh, Maya Rudolph okay. is so fucking funny. She's my favorite 
female SNL character uh, uh, cast member of all time. Better than Kristen Wiig, better than Amy Poehler, better than uh, Tina Fey. Maya Rudolph is my number one. She's just so she has all the act, accents. She can sing. Uh, I can't not laugh. She has this bit where she, it's this weird like uh, like TV commercial where they're selling chicken and she has this weird fucking accent and they break her and Kristen Wiig break character. But she's so goddamn funny in, in a lot of the bits she's in. She's recently just on SNL, too. I'm going next for underrated. Here we go. Jason Manzukis. Ooh. Robbie Bob! Fucking uh, Jay the Magician from Big Mouth. So many great roles, but someone who, like, I don't even, he's, like, right on the teeter of even a household name. I feel exactly, like a lot of yeah, because I don't think is. many people, I don't think many people can, pronounce his last name but he that's a great he one that in, is un, that is underrated just because of exposure yeah like he's yeah he's so like uh, brooklyn 99 fantastic great the he's, league he does a lot of so cameos good. in that right? yeah. yeah he's just like side characters and everything yeah. yeah uh he's in he's in a couple he's in one or two uh, parks and recs like he's he's perfect yeah that's a good one um my stand-up little controversial i'm picturing that this Stand-up guy is more of like maybe the father figure to my Rudolph, and he's just there to say like wild, outlandish things. Um, uh, we may not have many more years with him, and uh, this would be a great like revival, like uh, you know, uh, what do you, what do you want to call it? Uh, like finale tour. Bill Cosby. Oh, <laughs> Bill Cosby, say what you will about Bill. His stand up is fucking legendary. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy that was the like one of the top three for mm. all of the current stand ups. Even the, the Bill Cosby's like inspired prior. Bill Cosby inspired um, Seinfeld hugely. He did everything. For anyone who hasn't, please go onto YouTube and search up Bill Cosby himself. It is maybe like an hour and a half long stand-up special of Bill Cosby sitting in a chair in like 1970-something. It is some of the funniest, very like PC jokes as well. He has a he has a bit where he talks about how he doesn't like doing drugs because of the people he needs to surround himself with, and he hates all the drug people that he needs to be around when he when he wants to do drugs. But then he also can't stand the different type of drunks, and he acts it all out. It's so goddamn funny. Bill Cosby himself is maybe is up there with one of my favorite stand up specials of all time. And he would fit perfectly into that movie. He's Maya Rudolph's dad. And like, like Glenn Howard goes over to like visit and Bill Cosby says some wildly crazy shit. And Glenn's just like, again, straight man, just like, like, this is your dad. And Maya Rudolph's just like, yeah, that's, that's my dad, Bill. And Bill's wonky blind eyes drifting off in the corner. Stand up. My stand up. 
Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> uh, what is, before you dive into this one, what is your favorite Gilbert Gottfried uh, part, like in a movie or, or a TV show? I don't think he's ever been in one. Iago, Aladdin. Yeah. They got Jasmine. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> save her, Aladdin. Whatever the fuck you sound like. That was a terrible. It's so hard to do a Gilbert Gottfried impression. But he would be. he. So one time I I was. (laughs) I have yet to draft my actor. But this is going to play in very well. This is the actor's father. And in my imagination, in my imaginary script for this. His wife is deaf. And so he has no clue how loud he's talking <laughs> at any time. <laughs> so he's always just fucking yelling. <laughs> this one time I was at the DMV. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Everyone does a Gilbert Godfrey impression when they go like this. They cover one eye. Yeah. And That's a he good gets in one. like the most ridiculous scenarios and then has to tell these long tales about the I story. was on Howard Stern's show <laughs> and he made me look at these tits <laughs> oh. um, my prankster um, someone who I'm near I'm, uh, my favorite prank shows are uh I was going to say Ashton Kutcher, but I don't like that as he's not like a prankster. He's obviously. And Eric Andre was too on the nose. Here we go. I think he's an amazing at comedy too. He does now stand up and everything. Sal Valcano. Yep. Great prankster. It's very recency bias too. I, we've, me and you both with, uh, with, uh, Hey babe. Um, we've had our, we've had our balls blown off. You know? We've definitely had our balls blown off, regrown Brett back, and then blown off again. Um, time and time. I, we don't, I don't think we've talked about the most recent one where DeStefano was talking about having his uncle burn off the kneecaps Kidnap of someone. and uh, torture someone in their garage. Yeah, and Sal was just, what? I, what? I, I told that story to Dylan at breakfast today, and he was like, What? It's, it's, I, he's awesome. I, I've heard some of his stand up on YouTube. I've also didn't want to like taint myself of it because I'm like, oh, if it's like not good, like I'm not gonna, like I'm gonna look at the podcast different then because I find he's funny conversationally. Yeah. Like I'm fine. He's so funny when I listen to him tell stories and like whatnot. Um, and I'm like a little scared to hop into the stand up. But I think he's I haven't seen a practical jokers jokers. I just want Sal Valcano on my movie. Yeah. So I'm gonna just so, lead into you go. my my actor. Hmm. I'm surprised you didn't pick this person. Nick Kroll. Go on. Ooh. Nick Kroll in is Gilbert Godfrey the father of Nick Kroll? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Nick Kroll, we know you're listening. Hit us up. We just got a movie idea for you. Yep. We have a script. It's just pitch. you and Gilbert Godfrey. You and Gilbert Yelling Godfrey. For two and uh, a half hours. In, in a studio apartment. 
<laughs> that's the movie. That's that's the show. It is Oh Hello, but with Gilbert Gottfried instead. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, that would be fucking great. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I, I'm not exactly sure how to tie this all in. I think it works best as a family movie so mm-hmm. that we can kind of have exposure for everyone in like mm-hmm. group situations. Because I mean, I think yeah. like Rafi being like the like the like uncle in law essentially would be, I mean, yeah, fucking mint. Yeah. And I'm him, thinking that it's Rafi. Like- or I'm sorry, not Rafi, Jason Manzukis and Gilbert Gottfried interacting like frequently would be just an oh, electric yeah. factory. It just be Rafi just like, huh, all right. And Gilbert Gottfried like, ah, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> um, I, I really want to listen to this episode now just to hear my Gilbert Gottfried impression. Um, I'm thinking with mine, it's Glenn and Maya are o- older. And they're like back on a dating scene. Like, you know, they're probably both in like their 40s. Maya probably closer to 50. Um, They're back on like the dating scene. And they're just like starting dating and, you know, comedy ensues. And like Sal is Glenn's friend. Bill Cosby's Maya Rudolph's father. And for my underrated, my underrated, I'm going Chris Hemsworth. Ooh, Chris Uh Hemsworth involved in this is going to be Maya's like last like ex-boyfriend and like it like intimidates Glenn yeah to be like fucking Chris. and you know what it's gonna be it's going to be Chris Hemsworth he's As going Chris to play Hemsworth. himself yeah, he's yeah. going to play himself but you were fucking dating Chris Hemsworth and she's like I don't want to talk about it I, I a significantly younger person than Maya Rudolph and it's the funny part it's good it's going to be fucking Chris Hemsworth yeah 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 um, I just think he's so funny, like as Thor in uh, all of the Avenger movies, he's hilarious. Um, he's got great comedic timing. He's he's versatile. You can use him in a lot of like that, like that situational funny bits of it being like that you dated him and he's fucking ripped. And now that I've added this, that he's going to play himself. It's like you were fucking dating Thor. Yeah, like that. That'd be funny in its own right. <clears throat> Outstanding. I'm excited for both our movies, especially once you hear my last pick. Yes. With my last pick of the draft, my actress. I am taking the one and only Lola Bunny. Absolutely fantastic. Catherine O'Hara. Moira Rose. Good job for Bebe. I would ideally, I'd love to be having her play a Moira Rose character. Potentially playing a Moira Rose character, but she's actually Gilbert Gottfried's wife, and she just pretends she's deaf, so she doesn't have to hear him. Yeah. So he doesn't talk. Oh my god. And it's like it, it's it's Rafi and Moira and Gilbert Godfrey like all in the same room. They would just write the fucking script right there. Like they you would be able to, to come up with some sort of bit. I'd just be like, just, just like put these people on a set and we'll see. Yeah, what here you you're you're the you're the dad. 
you're the mom, you're the like cousin. You make Rafi like a cousin, and like they live with him. Yeah, with with Moira and 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 Gilbert. That would be fucking hysterical. Moira Rose is a great pick to 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 go along with obviously uh, with Gilbert Godfrey. I That'd feel like really I could good. have taken a bunch of those people out of the underrated slot, but wait. So who you're un you're you got Rafi, Zach, Zach Galifianakis, Gal- Zach Galifianakis. Oh, hold on. Did you say Galifianakis? Yeah, he's no. my prankster. Who am I thinking? I I know you said Zach Galifianakis, and I immediately thought of Andy Milanakis. <laughs> <laughs> I also even said I got peas on my head. Don't call me a pea head. And I don't think you caught it. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> um, so you got Zach Alphanakis, Rafi. Those are some, some great beards there. And who was your? Uh, Gilbert Gottfried, Nick Kroll, Catherine. O'Hara. Nick Kroll, Nick Kroll. The three of them would work really well. Rafi, Zach Alphanakis, and Nick Kroll. They would work re- really well together. That's a, that is maybe one of the most Jewish Cast ever. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We went heavy on the Jewish stereotypes last week. This week we're saying, you know, I'm drafting them all. We'll have a movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, I'm sticking with mine. I got some diversity in there too. Yep. Got Glenn Howard and so Chris Hemsworth is Australian. I Bill Cosby, my Rudolph. I didn't think of this as like I'm going to draft this. So I kind of this was all off the dome. Yeah. So I this was oh, yeah. just my best amalgamation of people that weren't on the list that we had already. And yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't want to do like obviously the same as them. Um well uh Judd Apatow, uh Stephen King, any other fucking movie directors, uh James Gunn, uh after you're done with Suicide Squad, hit us up. We got some we got some casting, we got some ideas for a I, movie. Uh yeah. I mean, ideally, we get um, Woody Allen, I think, is a probably a prime candidate for directing our movie. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is Woody's always just like, eh, you know, like my daughter wife, she's got to come along. You know? <laughs> she's she's always got me. someone in tow. <laughs> she's handcuffed to me for personal reasons. Uh, he probably wouldn't even be using his real name. Um so we wouldn't have that because he's been canceled. Um, but fuck yeah, baby. We just we we have now written an episode of Always Sunny. We've written a movie. We got bits. It's only a matter of We're, time before we get that record deal. That's what I'm saying. I'm waiting to blow up. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to I'm I'm waiting to get blown. Yeah. Um so to end today's Trolling Stone podcast, I um, seconds before we, we got on, I sent Duncan a photo that needs to be shown, Duncan. So you may need to take this photo and put it on the Instagram. I, I will be posting um, it on the Instagram. Yeah. Um, this uh, was Twitter. The only thing that the tweet along with the photo had said was just what the fuck. Um and so uh, I'm going to describe this. Um, and again, if you're wondering, it's going to be on the Instagram probably when the episode comes out. This is a piece of computer paper, eight, uh, eight by 11. And it is stapled to a telephone pole in an undisclosed location. The title reads, 
child with small telescope bolded underlined. Um, and uh, red text. I have a wife and two kids up here. We don't need this kind of thing. Smaller text, which is now the caption of a photo of said child. By the time I go down, I run down. He's there. He, there he is gone. What has he seen? If this is your child, get control of it. There are several photos. A, a POV from like probably, uh, you know, a second story window. This is a small child wearing a blue short sleeved button up, suspenders, yellow bow tie, khaki shorts, tennis shoes. He has a comb over and has a telescope and is staring directly down the barrel of this guy's lens from a story up. He then has a photo of a ring uh, door like button or doorbell staring uh, at him as this child stares up at the telephone uh, at, at, through the telescope. He also has <laughs> he has an enhanced image. It is an AI generated image of a 3D rendition of said child looking exactly like the kid in the fucking picture. He's all fucking smooth. The I can't hear you. Oh, damn it. it. It's this is absolutely fucking fascinating. This picture, it, uh, it has to be the, the most ridiculous part of the entire thing. I think the most ridiculous part is, is, uh, uh what has he seen? <laughs> it's, a, it's a caption under the ring doorbell. What has he seen? I'm this more thinking guy, of it that they went to the effort of creating an AI computer generated image, even though they had multiple images of the child. Like I what know. does it add to the poster as far as identification? <laughs> they have an AI generated I'm image. I'm looking at the fucking computer generated image. It's a, the fucking kid is so smooth. He's shiny. <laughs> and I love this fucking kid. Uh, obviously this is a fucking this is this is a joke but if this is even an ounce real that this kid is just walking around with suspenders on and a button up and a bow tie just looking into people's homes with a telescope i love it i, I may start weird doing ass this. kids this this reminds me of the it was a vine of a kid uh eating an ice cream with his fingers and every lick he took, he would just go meow. And then take another <laughs> lick. Kids are fucking weird. And I love it. I love when there's weird kids. I'm thinking I have some free time later today. Maybe I'll go stand on the corner of the street in that outfit with a telescope and just stare at cars. I have a wife and two kids up here. We don't need this kind of thing. <laughs> we don't need small children looking through our windows with a telescope. I love it. 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 That's my, uh, that's my image of the year. I guarantee. I will never find a better image than it's, that. Er, it's early in the year, so I know we're gonna let's put it in contention. We're gonna bookmark it. We'll revisit this on yeah. January first, twenty twenty two. Yes. And we'll see how we're so feeling. far image of the year. I got to go back and find the picture. Just I just got to keep up with maybe I liked it. I just have to keep up with this this Twitter thread. 
because there was there was no other comments on it when I found it. I like it was posted like seconds before. That was like oh, um, I don't think I did have. Did you it. see the thing that went viral yesterday that it was like the cut to commercial break out of Infinity War? Yeah, it's just like uh, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. Hi, I'm Jason Tatum. <laughs> I'm Jason Tatum. I fucking love that. Yeah, uh, that was great. Uh, I'm going to have to try to find this and keep up with the fucking. Uh... I'm currently getting mirror inception or inception from your phone because I can. It's your phone just continually reflects. If you hold it correctly. Yeah, it's an infinite uh-huh. reflection. <clears throat> Whoa. Um, I got to go back and find this. Well, um, folks, it's been fucking real. Um, you got anything else? Nope. I hope I have a car next episode. Yeah. Uh, Duncan will keep us all updated on um, his wetness. Um, uh, hopefully, hopefully he's not wet no more. Yeah. I'll post some pictures next week of the uh, flooding and things. Yeah. Um, folks. Thank you for listening. Um, we have an Instagram at Trolling Stone Podcast. Um, Go tell your so friends about this. Fucking do it. Yeah. Get people Go to listen to the music we talk about. Coerce them. Look Go at the, the uh, picture that we post. Brockhampton, yeah. And uh, this has been the Trolling Stone Podcast. Keep it easy. And I'm out. Also, make more memes about us. Um, but What's up, Mike? Shouts out, Mikey. Um, yeah, he said you fuck those. Only facts, I will shoot up. Baby duck if it quacks with a ruga. Top billing, come cops and billing it. Shots is blocked, shipped out and bought, and y'all feeling it. LP killing it. Killer Mike killing shit. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villainy. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free. I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell Big and Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son. Now run. Get it the gut away. Live to shoot another day.